Hey guys, before we dive into the show, I wanted to tell you about my new trailer music toolkit, which is 100% free and you can download it right now over at richardprin.com forward slash toolkit. This toolkit contains... Firstly, my perfect trailer cue blueprint. It also contains a handful of one-shot samples, like huge trailer hits, pings, plucks, brahms, booms, transitions, and downers. Perfect for beginners, pros, and everything in between. Okay, let's get into the episode. One man. One microphone. And one medium-sized coffee. Welcome to the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be walking you through five steps two way better act two some of you may have noticed that these actually podcasts are kind of the audio versions of my youtube videos now i'm kind of doing that to save my own mental headspace because i'm often covering the same things in my youtube videos as i am on the podcast so i thought hey why not just export the audio of my video now the only downside to that is the audio quality is not quite as good but being that 70% of these podcasts have been recorded on my mobile phone, I don't think you guys are going to care that much. And actually, the thing is, I don't, my YouTube videos, I don't often sort of edit them to be super snappy, super choppy, uh, hilarious entertainment videos that do so well on YouTube. I still keep them quite a long form format where it's just me chatting away about a subject. And today's subject is Act Two and Five Steps You Can Take to make your act two better. Now, these are, this is quite a holistic approach. I'm not going diving into the detail. I'm not giving you guys exact examples. I'm just going through these five elements that make really good act twos. And also there are five steps that you can follow to enhance your act two. Even if you've got a good one already, you think, okay, well, maybe I can take step four and use that to enhance my um, act two. You know, you can kind of use this as a, as a sort of checklist, if you will, as to how to make your act twos ramp up into your act threes. And this goes across the board, across any genre, any style, uh, except, you know, where I talk about moving patterns up and down. It's not so relevant in sort of uh, rhythmic sound design stuff, albeit you could, you know, utilize the bass pulses and things like that. But then you could think in terms of the voicings of the percussion. Let's dive in. These five steps are really simple to follow and what they will do is make your act two do what it is supposed to do. That is drive your cue forward and get everyone, including you, excited about the movie. The first step is to embrace pulses. Pulses are your friend and I don't mean lentils. Pulses as in repeated notes of a repeated pattern. So bum, 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 or whatever phrase you care to say your pulse is in. These are such a simple and fantastic way to get your cue driving forward. And the great thing about pulses is you can change up the intervals. I mean, rhythmic intervals. So 16th note, 8th note, 4 quarter notes, etc. It doesn't have to be always 8th notes all the way through. Although that's that incessant pulse is actually really powerful for something else. But this, when we're thinking about our act 2, 
bang, bang. Bringing in this pulse underneath is so powerful because then what you can do is double time. Dun, 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 dun. Immediately, your track has just gone up a gear and you haven't done anything else except for double, double the amount of notes. And then you can do it again. Dun, 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 dun. And this is such an easy step to follow to mean that your act two has this constant sense of growth and build and pace. It can be a kind of pedal tone type bass where it just stays on the root note or it can follow your bass line. As long as you embrace the pulse in your act two, it's a really simple step to give your track drive. Step two, move your patterns. Now, what I mean by this is, say you create a single riff, a single ostinato that you have, say the second violins playing, you know, one of my favorites. Uh, and that just keeps going throughout the whole of Act Two. An easy win for you to give your track this Act Two, this sense of build and this sense of excitement and growth is to move that pattern up. It can be as simple as making it jump up an octave, it can be as simple as switching the inversions. So if your pattern is based around a C minor chord, say, G, E flat, C, you can then move it up an inversion to C, G, E flat, and then move it up an inversion to E flat, C, G, and then move it up. And this, although you're not writing any new material, this kind of constant growth of your ostinato, of your pattern, this constant movement in the pattern gives your act to an easy sense of growth and building, which is just what Act 2 is supposed to do. Build, build, build. And supply that with your pulses and you're on to a hammering winner. Step three, bring out the brass. By that, I don't actually just mean brass. I actually mean strings and synths as well. What I mean is bring out a sense of scale. Don't be afraid to bring out big sounding brass, big sounding synths in Act 2, because what you do there when you bring this sort of, these sweeping brass chords, these kind of swelling synths, you give the track a new sense of scale. It steps up, and that's what you need to do in Act 2 from Act 1. You need to go, hey, we've upped the ante both in the story and in the music. And you'll hear this all the time, that the brass will be brought in in Act 2. Not necessarily sort of in-your-face horn lines, but, you know, the low brass sort of swelling and gritting, and sometimes you're bringing some Brahms there to give this Act 2 a new sense of weight and a new sense of scale. Step number four, break the pattern. When you set up a pulse or when you set up a riff or an ostinato of a repeated pattern, a repeated rhythmic pattern or repeated uh, grouping of notes, you set up an expectation in the listener. They go, okay, wait a second. So this is a four note arpeggio. I know what's going to happen. It's going to keep doing this. It might even move up. It might even move down. I don't know, but it's going to keep doing this. If you break the pattern, you grab their attention and you set up a new sense of pace. Philip Glass does this all the time, switching from a four pattern to a three to a two. This breaking up of a pattern 
not only grabs their attention, but it kind of gives this sense of either acceleration or a stumbling. So if you go from a four note grouping to a three note to a two note, it gives this sense of acceleration. If you go from a four to a five to a six, it gives this sense of kind of like stumbling or expanding. And it's it's such a fantastic little trick. This Ghostbusters trailer uses it beautifully in the end of their second act. And I just think it's so simple because all of these steps are simple. They are not complicated harmonies. They are not anything beyond thinking in terms of rhythm and pattern, basically. Which moves me on to the fifth step. So you've got your pulse, you've got your pattern moving up, you've got the brass, the strings and the synths coming in, and you've started to break up the pattern at the end of your second act. Now, this last step is build until it hurts. It's one of those things where when you're doing a build in your track, you think to yourself, yeah, I've built this enough, it's fine. It's not fine, and it's not enough. It needs to keep building, keep building until it's almost painful. Because what you're doing is you're building the tension along with the edit, along with the story. And by keeping on building, whether that is holding the last chord for a little bit too long, or whether that's adding more and more and more and more rises for the drop at the end of act two, whatever it is, you need to build it more than you think you do. It's kind of like, one of those things in trailer music. I've never been told that my track built too much, and I've never been told my act three is too big. So those two things, that's a bit of an act three tip, warning, sneak peek. You just can't build enough, basically. So embrace your pulses, utilize pattern movement, bring out the brass earlier than you think. Not full on, but enough. Don't be afraid to break the rhythmic pattern that you've set up and then keep building until it feels like it can't get any bigger or more painful. That sounded horrible. <laughs> anyway, those are my five simple steps to a better act two. I hope you found these helpful. Thank you for listening. You're an absolute legend. I'll see you in the next video. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I have something really really exciting to offer you. I've put all 12 of my trailer music courses into a bundle called the Ultimate Trailer Music Bundle, and I've put it on for a very, very special offer. Head on over to richardprin.com forward slash trailer music bundle to get your hands on this awesome deal.